Welcome everyone to the We Hit Sports podcast episode 43. I'm Hermie, your moderator this evening, and as always, your hosts are PC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And the Eagles won this past weekend, so I don't gotta hear nothing, especially for all you miserable Giants fans. TK. Russell Westbrook has committed 15 turnovers in two preseason games. And I'm just here to tell you right now, as a Los Angeles Lakers fan, that will not fly in L.A. during a regular season, bro. You will be booted before the trading deadline. I'm just letting you know right now. All right. And also joining us today are Trey. Yo, Trey the Goat. Unlike a couple of people in here, can't relate. Patriots got a dub this weekend. Eagles got a dub this weekend. We're on top right now. Same record as the Chiefs, baby. Let's go. And Sean. For an Eagles fan who says he doesn't care about the Giants, PC sure sure does talk about the Giants a lot. TK, respect Russell Westbrook. It's only preseason. Trey, you've only beaten horrible teams. Your team sucks. <laughs> All right. And joining us later tonight will be Tolu. And he'll be here after our first game of the week. So with that, since we do have quite a bit to get into today, let's just get into our mini game of the week. Which mini games are always my favorite part of the show, so... This one sounds really fun. So this one's going to be versus. So each set of each pair will have two minutes to try to convince everyone that your take is better. So our matchups today are going to be TK versus Trey and PC versus Sean. And for the first one, we're going to do TK versus Trey. I am excited for this one. (laughs) So... Their prompt is for the NBA preseason between your two teams, the Celtics for Trey and the Lakers for TK. And so sure you guys all know which team has impressed you the most. So I'm going to put two minutes on the clock and TK, why don't you start us off and convince us that your take is better? Um... Well, I'm going to be honest. I have not watched a single Celtic preseason game, so my answer is probably going to be a little biased. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about the stuff that I don't like. Um, I don't believe that we have a single win in the preseason. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not liking all these turnovers from Russell Westbrook. The starters just don't, it, it, it just looks really weird with the three starters all playing together. Um, I understand that these things are going to take time, and when you have three all-stars, yada, 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 blah, 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 but... Um, if I'm going off the preseason, I'm actually not too happy right now, to be honest, as a Laker fan. Like I said, it just does not, it just did not look good. Um, we, I, I've seen some flashes of things that we can definitely do during the season. Um, I really like one of our uh, rookies that we picked up this offseason. I can't remember his name right now. I apologize. He's number 15. Uh, he's a pretty good defender, pretty good shooter, pretty good 3 and D guy. And I think um, if, if, if hopefully we give them an opportunity to develop. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm just going off the preseason, I'm not too happy right now. Um, like I said, I understand these things take time, and it's going to take some time when you have three All-Stars and when you add a guy like Russell Westbrook to a team like the Lakers. I mean, these things are going to take time. But if I'm just going off the preseason, I'm not too happy right now. Um, so, Trey, you may win this one, bro, because I'm just going to end it right there, to be honest. Because, I, I, like I said, if, if I had something to be happy about 
in the preseason, I would tell you. I mean, I told, like I said, I've seen some flashes of things, but like I said, overall, it we 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 look terrible in the preseason. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Trey. All right, Trey, go ahead and convince us that your take is better. And from TK's words, you might actually win. So go ahead. I mean, I was going to win regardless because I got the facts. I got the heat to win this argument real quick. The Lakers preseason, yes, it is just preseason, but it's been very lackluster to say the least. They got blown out first game. Didn't really watch the same game, but from what TK said, Russell Westbrook has been Russell Westbrook, and that's unacceptable from West Goat because I defend him a lot. But my Celtics, we win the first two games of preseason, two left. Uh, first, they've been, they both been close games. First one was, uh, I guess everybody was getting the rust off or whatever. Jason Tatum, he did decent. Uh, Jalen Brown actually had the best game, led the team to points. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, eh. I mean, still preseason. He didn't perform like he can, but we're going to get that all cleaned up. I like our new coach. He's, what's called, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. I don't want to butcher it, but I like our new coach. Uh, so I'm excited to see this season. The second preseason game, uh, Jalen Brown didn't even play that game, but team still showed up, had like six people, double digits or whatever. And the team as a whole looks better. I will say this though, Robert Williams, you're going to need more than one point in 20 minutes, big man. Not going to cut it. We don't need another Shaq. We need someone out there posterizing dudes. All right? So they ain't going to cut it. But other than that, I'm happy with what I've been seeing. I just want to say, Hermie, Hermie, before you give your, your winner, I just want to say I feel like I should win because he literally started off his take with exactly what I said, saying that we've been lackluster. Russell Westbrook's turnovers. Like, trust me, I know, bro. I've seen it. But, yeah, bro. You should Go ahead, win. Hermie. You go ahead, and pick, just, you, you go ahead and pick who you think you would. Nah. 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 I should okay. win that, bro. Take that L. I'm going to take that L. Decision, and I am not biased at all, but... No, I'm playing. I'm I'm gonna have to give it to Trey on this one, but TK, no, I still love you. Okay. <sighs> you know they all. It's all good. Chile, I understand. I understand. At the hands of the goat. I, I did say Let he probably would win this one. I wish. I, I wish. Honestly, I wish. Honestly, I wish I could be biased. I wish it was a sports chat so I could be biased, but I can't, bro. Because you know this is our talk show, so I can't do that, bro. But. Congratulations, Trey. You finally beat me for the first time in like I, what episode? I what is this episode forty two? What is episode? PC, what is this episode forty two? Forty three. So so it, so ladies so I so ladies ladies times. and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen it took Trey forty three episodes to <laughs> finally get a W over me. Congratulations, forty three because I spent three months at boot camp. So that's true. He did. All right. Well, anyways, congratulations to Trey. That was our first matchup. So let's go ahead and get into our second matchup. And this one's going to be between PC and Sean. So their prompt is going to be, what will the final standings be for the NFC East? And I'm going to throw it to you first, PC. Go ahead and convince me that your take is better. 
let me just cut to the chase right here. We all know who's winning the NFC East. It's the Dallas Cowboys. My take mm-hmm. is Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. It's about Agreed. and the Giants, the New York football Giants. You know, a year ago today, well, not a year ago today, but a year ago, a season ago, y'all complained, players online and the fan base virtually complained to us about not getting you into the playoffs and all offseason throughout this entire season so far you have been obsessed with my team you have been obsessed with my quarterback now you've been i would say the other way around everything no, no no i'll let you go i'll let you go you've been obsessed with everything centered around the philadelphia eagles you told me this last week when we faced the panthers jalen hurts he was playing one of his worst games of his career. I can't deny that. But guess what? Like I said in the beginning, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And Jalen Hurts got us a victory. It was a team win. Jonathan Gannon, our defensive coordinator for the Eagles, got called out by Nick Sirianni this past week. Guess what the defense did this week? A pair of sacks, three interceptions, two from Darius Slay, one from Steven Nelson. All right. Fletcher Cox also got called out this week, had his first sack of the year. Jason Hargrave, who's been playing all pro, arguably the best interior defensive lineman in all football right now, had a sack. He had a lot of tackles for loss, too. This build up the Eagles football team. Hey, we're not the prettiest, but we're damn sure going to give you a fight all the way until the very end. And, you know, there were a lot of people, a lot of Giants fans, including yourself, Sean, that were criticizing my team for being bad saying that we got a first one of the year. Well, one of those two wins we got were against the Falcons. And frankly enough, um, you choked against Atlanta and Washington. So what does that make your team? That's all I got. Whew. Damn, PC, you didn't, bro, you didn't, bro, look. You did not have to kill him in two minutes, bro. That's not what the game was. Can I go? You, were, you know oh what? You know what? Son, good luck. The Giants <laughs> fans was Giants fans was really telling us that Kadarius Tony has fire. He has drive. No trade. Trade. How about and that trade? How about the giant trade? How about the Giants fans that told us that this defense was going to be top ten this year? It might be top eight. Top Can 10? I go? Yes, Sean, go ahead. You have two minutes on the clock. How to convince me that your take is better than PC's. Stop playing with me, Sean. You giants playing with the Eagles. You said I can go, right, PC? Go ahead. I do agree with PC. I think the Cowboys are easily the best team in the NFC East. Washington's probably the second best, even though they're not very great, especially on defense. But they're good enough to probably end up with number two. Last place will be between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I find it pretty hypocritical how PC says I'm obsessed with the Eagles. Like, he doesn't talk about the Giants almost as much as CeCe does, who's easily obsessed with the Giants. Um, He talks about us way more than I talk about them. If the Eagles aren't playing, I could care less about them. They were on. I was watching Red Zone. I talked about them when they popped up on Red Zone. Jalen Hurts was playing horrible. I saw other Eagles fans saying in group chats that he was playing horrible. He's not the franchise quarterback. Nick Sirianni is not a right is not the right head coach. I was just saying what I was being told by other Eagles fans, and for some reason, PC got a little bit upset with that. Um, I forget exactly what else you said, but basically, Jalen Hurts is not a franchise QB. I'm sorry that you don't like to hear that. A lot of people think that non-Eagles fans, Eagles fans, it's just the truth. He's not a good enough passer. He's not a consistent enough passer. He's a great runner. Nobody's ever doubted that. 
but he's just not a franchise QB. You're never winning anything serious with him at quarterback. Um, for this season, I guess we can talk about, you know, the Giants team is basically half dead. Our entire offense missed this game, basically. Probably going to miss the next game, maybe the game after that. Saquon missing a few weeks. I don't expect us to be very good this year with all these injuries. I didn't expect us to be a playoff team without the injuries. With these added, not going to be a very good season. But we have a, our pick this year. We have the Bears pick this year, which could be end up being pretty good. Eagles also have a couple extra first-round picks, so I give them credit for that. Um, but, yeah, I don't have much else to say. PC's obsessed with the Giants. Eagles are still a horrible team, even if they won one extra game. One of those being against the Falcons, who are a really bad team, who, yes, we lost to, but then we also, the very next week, beat a way better team. So, there we go with that. PC, you're muted, but I think you're showing me the phone because the time's up. Choked against. Choked against. You can't lose against the Falcons. You choked against the Falcons. I mean, choking is having a lead and losing. We didn't really have a massive lead. I mean, it's kind of insane, Sean, that the Giants are tied with the Jets for the least amount of wins since 2016. You're 19. Okay, but we're not talking about 2016. We're talking about 2021, in which the Eagles and Giants are both sense. very He bad said sense, Sean. It's, Whatever you say, said, you can't avoid it. I but said we're not, Why would – and it's not 2016, because 2016 we got 11 wins. He so said sense. That. He didn't say in 2016. He said sense. That you are a New York-based team. You play in New Jersey. And you're not even the best team in New York right now. I have the Bills more, are easily the Bills will be the Bills will be the best team in the entire NFL. I <laughs> have and Robert than I do with the New York Football Giants. That's kind of sad to think about. I didn't even hear what you said. I have more faith in Robert Sala in the New York Jets than I do with the New York Giants. You know why? Because the Giants always find a way to make themselves more miserable. Makes themselves more considering the Jets just got beat way worse than we did by the Falcons. I would disagree, but go ahead, you can say that both the Eagles and Giants had the same amount of real wins. I sleep. Hermie, can you just Hermie? Can you just pick a winner? That's a moral victory. Can you pick the winner, Hermie? Because you you have an Eagle and Giants fan talking here. They will go on and on and on. They really will, (laughs) especially Sean. All right. So before I before I let you go, I'm just say one more thing. The Eagles have always. Last wait, 30. wait, wait. Before we, before we continue, breaking news. John Gruden is resigning as Raiders head coach. Really? Wow. He's out of there. Wow. Wow. Space and, space and Puff would try to tell you that the league just hates Gruden. But, I mean, this... I wow, mean, that, that is shocking. There, so. Live on the podcast, we have breaking no, news. No, Hermie, no. That's sad. Mm. They have this weird, the NFL hates the Raiders agenda. I don't know why. Like, at all teams, why the hell would we hate y'all the most? There's, there, there should be no hate agenda. I want to get that towards the end of the podcast. Cause There's a yeah, hate agenda against the Patriots, though. Cause you guys all right, anyways, sick. let me choose a winner. <laughs> okay, so I liked Sean's argument. He was very, like, defensive. <laughs> And then PC was pretty straightforward, but my winner for this debate is going to be PC. I think that's fair, even though no, neither of us really gave a true ranking, which was the original question. That's I, I I'm not gonna lie. I really wanted to just roast the crap out of the Giants and Sean, um, because <laughs> we all play in the NFC East. There's no doubt about it. The Cowboys are yeah running away with that division. And so, Even though their fans will tell you they're the second best team in the entire NFC, 
and Trayvon Diggs is better than Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, no, they're, I mean, it's still Cowboys fans. Yeah, they're going to say a lot of crazy things. It's honestly peak time to I be tried. Cowboys, be on the Cowboys side train. You know, so. I try That's not to judge teams based on their fans. All right. All right, with that, let's get into our topics of the week, starting with our first question. So, this one is a pretty hot topic right now. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, over the past weekend, Tyson Fury defeated Deontay Wilder, 11th round KO, to remain WBC heavyweight champion. What is your reaction to the fight and what's next for Deontay Wilder? I'm going to throw it to you, TK. I believe this was the second or third fight, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this was the second or third fight. This is not the third fight where Wilder has lost every single fight, bro. And unlike the first fight, this one kind of wasn't even close. Um, Fury, basically, I, I, I saw something and I read where as far as landed landed punches, Fury landed over 100, whereas Wilder landed somewhere around 30, 40 punches. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Fury landed over 100 punches, whereas Wilder landed 30 or 40 punches. That's not a boxer, bro. Um, Fury is not... Uh, uh, Wilder is not a boxer. Um, I, I it's really sad to say, and I really hate to say this because like he's one of, he he was one of my favorite fighters in in boxing. But if I'm being non-biased, if I'm being real, um, I mean, bro, he got manhandled. Um, when he when he faces real competition, this is what happens. Um, he's I guess we can we can, we can officially say it, he hasn't really faced anybody. Um, all his opponents he, that he's knocked out. I mean, there were a bunch of nobodies. Um, I think it. I, I think. We also need to take in consideration and people who don't take boxing as seriously as they should. I think there's a lot of training and 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 and, and excuse my language, but shit that goes into boxing and, and 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 whatnot. Um, clearly because like I said, the dude he I mean he has the look. He's big. He's strong. He's tall. I mean he has the look. He looks like he should be one of the best boxers on the planet, and he's just not. Um, <clears throat> whereas Water or, or Fury, he has a. I mean this dude has a dad bod literally has a dad bot and just knocked this man out bro um i don't know what's next for wilder um i i i i don't understand who do you fight next if you can't beat if you can't beat the best of the best what are you going to just keep fighting a bunch of nobodies like nobody wants to see that nobody's going to pay for that bro um like i said i i, I really mayweather don't know what Floyd mayweather uh no because that's two completely different weight classes my guy nobody's paying to if no, wild first Oh, oh, yeah, for what? Oh, okay, nobody, okay, I nobody, see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch. Mayweather, but Mayweather's undefeated. Like, he had, like, Mayweather has beat the best of the best. Mayweather's undefeated. Mayweather's, I mean, he's yeah. the champion. Like, Mayweather is, it, I mean, there's levels to this, bro. May, Wilder ain't no Mayweather. Yeah, but still, it's just like, you know what Mayweather's accomplished. You shouldn't be fighting people like this. But bro. Trey, dog, Trey. Mayweather, like I said, Mayweather has at least fought the best of the best, and he's he's fought the Pacquiao's. He he's that's, fought. That's what I'm saying. He shouldn't be fighting like nobody's because. So so I don't know. I don't he know, just man. Like nobody. It's really hard to answer this question, Hermie, because I don't want to. I I don't want to say that he should retire from boxing because I think that's like a, a that's that's like really extreme. But like I said, I don't understand. 
what's I don't understand what's next. You you can't fight. You, we don't want to see you fight, fight a bunch of nobodies or people that we know that you can manhandle in the ring. You can't beat Fury. This is not a third, second or third time now. Like it's I don't know, man. I really don't know. Um, I guess I don't want to see it, but I mean, I guess maybe there will be a Tyson versus Fury part three or four. I guess sometime in a year, maybe so. I mean, dude needs to get. I mean, Wilder needs to get in the in the ring and really train, man. But even then, I still don't. I still just don't think that he can be Fury. Um, yeah, I. I don't know, man. Fury is at the top of the uh, uh, of the world heavyweight boxing right now, bro. And and Wilder is just, I mean, bro, it's kind of like he has to start all over again, bro. Because this is just embarrassing at this point. It's really embarrassing. So yeah, to answer your question, Hermie, I really don't know what he can do next. Um, like I said, maybe uh, a part four, three or four. Um, train for about a year. Just really get yourself right, um, mentally, physically, because. Yeah, man. I mean, until you until he beats Fury, this is going to be over his head for the re- for, for the rest of his entire life. Like, we're not going to care about everybody else that he beat <clears throat> or everybody else that he manhandled in the ring. Because all we're going to remember, she got your ass beat by Fury two or three times. Bro. That's all we're going to remember. So, um, yeah, my I, I would say train for a year and then try to run it back. And hopefully you can get that. You can finally get that knockout because, I mean, right now it's just not good. All right. And Tolu. Do you agree? Wilder let the whole black community down, getting his butt whooped by a man named Fury, who has a dad body. He's built like PC, but a little bit fatter. But yeah, sad. (laughs) Very sad. Very, very sad. Bro, it's true. He literally has a dad bod, bro. Like, literally. Yeah, I know. He built like a math teacher, but still. His last name, Sad. that's hard, though. Fury, that's hard. And then Wilder built the Fury. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, PC, what do you think? Um, so I was able to capture uh, highlights of this of this fight. I, I didn't see, like, the whole fight because um, I was busy Saturday night. But, um, yeah, that was a really entertaining fight from what I did see. Um. Both men were knocked down by each other at one point. Um, just, it was worth the money that you got for it. That's what you want to see in a boxing match. That's what you should get in a boxing match. Um, Thierry came out the winner. Uh, Wilder, I don't necessarily know where he goes from here. I mean, he is 35 years old. Um, I mean, he's probably got a lot of money. Uh, that he got from this fight regardless. Maybe he can be one of those guys that just kind of walk away. You know, I know that's hard for, you know, a prideful, you know, athlete to do. But when you're 35, you don't really have anything else to do, you know, or even to accomplish. You're going to be looking for dream matches, you know. Um, I to TK's point, uh, you brought up Mayweather, but, I mean... I, I don't know how that would work, uh, you know, weight-wise. I I, I kind of hope that, uh, you know, whatever happens with uh, Deontay Wilder, he is happy with whatever decision he does. Because, um, yeah, for most of that of that fight, he was, you know, like he looked like he was about to pass out. Um, you know, he was exerting a lot of energy. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. As far as Fury... Um, 
Yeah, I, I of course no fury on this time in WWE. Um you know, he 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 backed up a lot of the trash talk that he was talking about. Um and I mean that that's really all I got to say. One thing I don't agree on is, you know, him saying the N word while seeing out uh BIG. That's about it. All right, and Sean, what do you think? So, um, I will admit, I'm a bit of a boxing casual, but I was able to watch it, and I thought it was actually a really good fight. Some people who do know more about boxing than me were saying it's one of the greatest fights they've ever seen. It went a lot longer than a lot of people expected to. I thought Wilder held in way longer than I was expecting him to do, so I give a ton of credit and respect for him just being able to keep surviving and surviving and surviving. I thought he was done after round six. I think he took it to, someone correct me if I was wrong, but it ended at around 11 he got knocked out. Either way, he just kept fighting, kept digging. Somehow he just didn't get knocked out until eventually he did. But, um, yeah, I think it was a really good fight. I think Wilder, I don't know if he was expected to win, uh, what the expectations were, who was the better fight, better fighters seen before this. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was a great match. And, I'm, and I give a ton of credit for Wilder for hanging in there. And Trey. Uh, you know, they have a saying called, if at first you don't succeed, try again. Well, he tried again. Got the same result. Time to give up, bro. You suck. Over it, call it quit. You're paid well. You just got, and you don't have to stop boxing. You just got to stop boxing Tyson Fury because you clearly can't beat him. Uh, yeah, man. Wilder, he looked a bit sluggish. After that, after he got those two knockdowns on Tyson Fury or whatever, his energy was just gone. He punched in air. Like TK said, he only landed, what, like 35 hits or something like that, bro? That's terrible. The ratio, 130-some hits to 35 hits, bro. That's unacceptable. At that point, you're literally just swinging the swing. He wasted all his stamina. Uh... All right, and let's get into our next question. Yesterday's games showed some of the great talent that the NFL has at quarterbacks, and we're able to witness three outstanding showings from three of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Tom Brady completed 30 for 41 passes for 411 yards and five touchdowns. Justin Herbert had a monster game where he completed 26 for 43 passes, for 398 yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And Josh Allen ended the night in awe by completing 15 for 26 passes for 315 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown as well. Which quarterback impressed you the most yesterday? And which quarterback do you believe is the best in the league right now? I'm going to throw it to you, PC. Um, my answer is obvious. It, it's Josh Allen. Look, any time you, you can go into Arrowhead Stadium, you know, one of the most hostile stadiums in all the NFL, um, and you're playing in the primetime slots, Sunday night football, okay? You're taking on a defense that you should carve up. The Bills did exactly what they were supposed to do this past Sunday night. 
and that is going to Arrowhead Stadium and prove that they are, in fact, the better team on all three aspects of the ball. Uh, Josh Allen, like you said, Herm, he came in, completed 315 passing cards, three touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. The one touchdown they threw looked like a, a laser, literally a laser to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, and when Patrick Mahomes, you know, because he's Patrick Mahomes, was making a comeback um, and he, you know, had the stadium in a frenzy again, we're thinking like, oh boy, here we go again. You know, it's the Chiefs. They're going to come back once again. You know, immaculate comeback from the best quarterback in the league. Josh Allen shut all of that down in one drive. That is impressive. I don't care what Trey will tell you. Josh Allen is no bum. Okay, a guy that's hurdling over a defender to get the first down and then proceeding to get a touchdown that same drive to ice the game, that is no bum. That is an MVP caliber quarterback. Josh Allen did exactly what he was supposed to do on Sunday night, and that is make a statement. That Bills team as a whole made a statement, and they went into Arrowhead Stadium and they got the job done. Not only did they get the job done, they got the job done in convincing fashion. Josh Allen played a damn near perfect game of football last night. So, you know, I, I as much as I love that game of the year candidate between the Chargers and the Browns, you know, Justin Herbert, he played incredible. Um, and then, yeah, Tom Brady being Tom Brady. But, yeah, Josh Allen, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't have him in their top five. If you don't have Josh Allen in your top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now, I don't know what you're what you're doing, because he is clearly the best. Well, I should say one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, hands down. Um, as far as the best QB in the league, I would probably still say Mahomes. But you know, when you're trying to be Superman with a defense that can't even stop a JB, you know, Pee-wee team, I mean that that's kind of hard to do. You're you're bound to make mistakes, and we are seeing the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes make mistakes out on that field, something that we're not accustomed to, really not accustomed to. And, you know, like I mentioned a couple episodes back, this can really snowball for the Chiefs if they don't get their defensive scheme together, if they don't get their defense together. This could snowball really bad for them. They cannot win the Super Bowl with the defense that they have right now. I think that's... uh, undisputable fact at this point like it's just not going to happen so they have to make some moves to get that team together man because Patrick Mahomes you know he's looked invincible throughout his entire tenure so far in Kansas City you know and he's still going to continue to be great but even a great quarterback is bound to make mistakes when he's trying to constantly be Superman and Mahomes is trying to be Superman right now and shows you know, because he's making mistakes. Six interceptions through five games. He had six all last season. Like, yeah, something needs to change. All right. And Sean. So, um, for the first part of the question, who was the most impressive yesterday? I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. He absolutely killed the Browns, whose secondary has been amazing all year. They, with the new addition of John Johnson, Troy Hill, with Denzel Ward. Their secondary has been balling out, and Justin Herbert tore them to pieces. He had 400 yards, four touchdowns, another rushing touchdown on top of that. And he's doing this as a second-year player. A lot of players end up regressing their second year, 
A lot of people said Justin Herbert might regress after an amazing rookie season, and instead he's getting only even better. He's established himself as a top 10 QB in the NFL. He is the Chargers' number one in a very tough division. So he just impressed me all season, and yesterday was the cherry on top of just how amazing he's been this year. I think he's also in the MVP race, as he should be. And for who I think is the best QB in the NFL right now, I personally don't like making judgments off of small sample sizes. So for me, it is still Mahomes. He hasn't. I'm not saying he's the MVP. I'm not saying he's been the best this year. But in general, if I'm picking a QB to be on my team and who I think is the best and can play the best right now, for me, it's still Patrick Mahomes. I think the defense needs to play better. I think he could use another a few more receiving targets. The running game just hasn't been there. Hasn't had a ton of help outside of Kelsey and Hill. But I'm just not doubting Patrick Mahomes. I, I can't. After what I've seen for the last three years, him destroy the league, it's hard for me to doubt him as the best QB in the NFL. So I am going with him. And I would just like to add to that, that TK, I'm sorry that you have to deal with both of these players in your division. I feel so bad for you. Yeah, especially the same. There's going same. to like, <laughs> yeah, Denver. I mean, you'll have a chance to finish third, you know, because the Raiders are currently a mess. But, you know, yeah. With that, TK, would you like to give your input? So as far as who impressed me the most yesterday, um, I'm going to side with Sean here. It's definitely Justin. Uh, it's definitely Justin Herbert. Um, I, I think it's everything that Sean said was absolutely correct. I mean, this dude's doing all this in year two. This is usually the sophomore slump year for a lot of guys. Um, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks that have that second that that have had great first years, and that second year it's just it's just looked really bad. Um, Justin Herbert's just not having that. I mean, this dude is legit a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now. And already in his second season. Um, to be in the division with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Derek Carr, who uh, who we understand is up and down, but for, for the most part, he's a pretty elitish type quarterback. He's at least a top 15-ish type quarterback. So I think when you take that into consideration, doing that, doing it in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr, um, I think you have to consider that. You have to take that into consideration as well. Um I mean, what this dude is doing is incredible. I mean, uh, Sean also pointed out doing it against the uh, Browns secondary. Uh, the Browns defense was actually a pretty good defense, and uh, they didn't look like it yesterday, and that's because of Justin Herbert. He, he, he just played out of his mind. And again, this is his second year, man. It, it does not look like he's going to have a slump. does not look like he's going to have that sophomore slump at all. I mean, this dude looks like he's legit. Last year was not a fluke, and he's showing, he's showing the entire league that, yeah, I'm here, and uh, the Chargers are. I mean, the Chargers are legit, and it hurts to say that because I'm a Broncos fan. The Chargers are legit as long as Justin Herbert stays healthy. They're legit. Um, as far as who I think is the best quarterback in the league right now, um, Tom Brady, man, five touchdown passes yesterday. I believe this is the second game this year that he's had five touchdown passes. Um, add that up, that's already ten touchdown passes in five games. Um, Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He has the best deep ball in the game right now, and it's not even close. I don't even think I, I don't even care to hear who you guys even try to name who you think has a better deep ball than Tom Brady because I'm here to tell you that it's not true. You're wrong, and it's Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady literally has the most beautiful deep ball in the NFL right now. It is absolutely perfect. Tom Brady does not look like he's he's like he's aging. He does not look like he's falling off a cliff. Max Kellerman, I don't know what you said. What was that three four years ago? I don't know why you said it. What you said was just absolutely wrong. And Tom Brady must. I guarantee Tom Brady heard that for heard that stupid ass take that you made. He put it in the back of his mind, and he's still doing what he's doing at forty three 
years old. Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. All right, and Tolu. Easily Justin Herbert because that man was cooking the Browns defense, the Browns overrated defense that you guys said was was shut down, you know? Their defense was so great. That's what you guys told me. But um, he dropped 47 points on that overrated Browns defense. And um, and it's his second year, by the way, Justin. And he's playing in the division with Patrick Mahomes. And I remember when Patrick Mahomes literally disrespected him by saying, ooh, I have to see it to believe it. Justin Herbert is proving the haters wrong. Oh, Hollywood was open. Justin Herbert was proving the haters wrong. And now he's balling in year two. So Justin Herbert was my most impressed yesterday. As far as the best quarterback goes, um, I want to say either I want to say either Josh Allen or Tom Brady. I guess you have to put Lamar there. He's playing an MVP caliber player. But I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give the edge to Josh Allen only because. He has the Bills as the number one. They're number one in the AFC right now, right? Probably, yeah. So they're number one in the AFC right now. I'm giving the edge to Josh Allen for now. For now. And Trey, what do you think? Casey, I don't like how you tried to take shots at me earlier, but I'm the bigger person, always will be. So I'm going to just ignore it and answer the question. Now, how do I feel about looks the best right now? Out of the three, Justin Herbert, he does look great. Had that bad game against, what's it call it, the Cowboys, but pretty much every quarterback has had a bad game this year, at least once, so that's expected. Uh, Tom Brady had a bad game against us. He looked old. Yeah, Macchio daddy. But anyways, uh, I'm going to give it to Tom Brady just because 411 pass yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't. I don't know what his completion percentage was, but he was out there. He was out there just lighting it up, completely lighting it up. You know how hard it is to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions, especially against those overrated top 10 cornerbacks that the Dolphins have? Yeah, man. Antonio Brown, he was out there feasting. Mike Evans was feasting. Chris Godwin, he had an all right game. He wasn't really feasting, but he didn't do bad either. And, like, for Tom Brady to still be slinging it deep like that, being 44, arthritis kicking in, but he has the best medical trainers in the world, so it doesn't affect him. And as far as Josh Allen, Josh Allen. I mean, I guess if you throw for, what, 300 yards on literally the second worst defense in the league, you're the best quarterback, huh? Okay, that makes complete, perfect sense. So the Broncos light it up on the Chiefs. Teddy Bridgewater's MVP candidate. That's all I'm hearing from this Josh Allen praises. He's a bum. He will fold. He will do what he always does because he's a fraud. And all of y'all will soon see he's not good. He just played a very terrible defense yesterday. Uh, congrats to them for winning, though. I mean, I guess. Not really. Chiefs, you suck. Get it together. Y'all out here sucking. Patrick Mahomes, you're a system quarterback. You're a product of the system. Defense is terrible. But, hey, it's not a dynasty. Definitely not a dynasty. So, for all those who were saying it was a dynasty, or that was about to be, you can't have been anyone wrong. But, yeah. Justin Herbert, he looked great. 
Tom Brady, he looked great, but Tom Brady is still the best quarterback in the league. And he's still proving that. Uh, I would put Kyler Murray second. Played a good defense yesterday, and he stuck it out, got them the win. So, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, top two. All right. Let's get into our third and final topic. This one. Hey, Hermie, real quick. Josh Allen sucks. Okay, continue. <laughs> All right. This one is a little long, so bear with me. I'm going to try my best. Hopefully, I can get it all. That's what she said. <laughs> ah, TK, you beat me to that. it, bro. You beat me to it. You're 30 <laughs> years of age. You guys did not say that. And you're 53. Still <laughs> Anyways, let me get into my question. The NFL was not the only league that saw some crazy moments. In college, there were plenty of exciting games and upsets, including number one Alabama falling to Texas A&M 41-38 and a major upset at College Park. Quarterback Spencer Rattler, the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft in most people's eyes, was benched during the Red River Showdown for freshman quarterback Caleb Williams, who led a massive 21-point comeback for the Oklahoma Sooners over the Texas Longhorns. And number three, Iowa survived number four, Penn State, at home 23 to 20. Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford was knocked out in the second quarter, leaving PSU vulnerable at quarterback with freshman quarterback Taquan Roberson struggling to score in offense, ultimately giving trash. The, ultimately giving the nifty Lions their first loss of the year. The new top four teams in the nations are in order. Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma. Will this be the final college football standings, or do you believe there is a team that can overtake any of those four spots to come out on top? I'm going to throw it to you, PC. What do you think? I just know you have a lot of opinions on this. Um, first, I want to start by saying Alabama could not have choked at, like, the, like, worst possible week to choke uh, against an unranked team. Uh, they had a, like a 56-game winning streak against unranked opponents. Uh, Nick Saban has never lost uh, against a former associate coach under his wing until this past weekend uh, when he lost to Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, this past week was just, it was just insane. Like, so much happened. And Alabama going down, losing in the final seconds, Texas A&M, was really just like the cherry on top of this insane weekend. Um, I do want to say Penn State, if there is one one loss team that should be getting into the college football playoffs this year, it's definitely Penn State. Uh, Sean Clifford, if he was not hurt and knocked out in that Iowa game, I think Penn State easily wins that game. Uh, they were up 14 at one point. Um, yeah, and it's just a, the freshman QB, Taquan Roberson. He just, he couldn't get it done. You know, he's, he's still, uh, he still has a lot to learn. Um, you know, and that's a, that's a pretty hard, hostile environment to go into for your first, like, official snaps with the team, I understand. You know, it's probably why they weren't able to get the win. Um, but yeah, if, if there's any one lost team that should be getting into the college football playoff, it's Penn State. 
Um, I do think ultimately Alabama finds their way back into the top four because, I mean, come on, it, it, it's Alabama. You know, they're always going to find a way. Um, now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is uh, is an interesting case um, because they really don't have any team that can, in my opinion, beat them. Maybe SMU, who's 23 in the nation, maybe UCF. Um, that's it, though. Like, I, I looked at their schedule. Like, their schedule is fairly easy because they're playing in an easy conference. Um you know, to switch up the college football playoffs, and, you know, to not make it the same, you know, four teams every year. I think Cincinnati being in there would really be like a, a twist. You know, I think that'd be good, you know, for not just the ratings, but, you know, just the college football, you know, playoff format in general. Um, Iowa, hey, I'll say this about Iowa. You barely beat a Penn State team that had a freshman QB starting for the first time. Um, I'll just leave it at that. And then you have Georgia. Then you have Georgia, who's arguably the best team, best-looking team in the nation right now with the best defense, 100%, um, you know, and a solid offense to go along with it. Um, so if I had to pick or predict uh, final predictions, I'd probably say Penn State – and this sound not worry about. It. Well, I'll, I'll do it in order. Georgia, I'll say Cincinnati, Alabama, and Penn State are are my final four. Oklahoma, and hmm, I'll say Oklahoma, and I think I'm gonna go with Oregon are my first two out. Yeah, Oklahoma and Oregon are gonna be my first two out. All right, and Trey, what do you think? Well, I really watched too much college football since my Boston College Eagles didn't play last week, but I've seen around the league that one Texas Longhorn, man. How do y'all blow a, what, 21-point lead to a freshman, a freshman quarterback? Spencer Rattler, you suck, bruh. You, you suck. You was only good on that Netflix show. So that's confirmation one. Two, to get outplayed by the freshman quarterback who not only come down from 21, but to also give y'all the win after you suck, you stunk it up. Let's just be real. You stunk it up. That's got to be embarrassing. Like, Hopefully, you got something else to fall back on, like some baseball or basketball, because you're not an NFL quarterback, Brad. Uh, as far as Alabama, that was kind of a surprise, but not really a surprise, to say the least, because any any weekend, any team can be upset. That's just the facts. We see it happen all the time. Uh but for Alabama being this powerhouse that they are, I see why people are surprised. But that just goes to show you they need Mac Jones to keep dominance. Um, anyways, I think that the last team to upset Alabama like that for a which called with which called Johnny Manziel and A and M like that. Uh, I think Johnny Manziel actually beat Alabama, upset them. That's the game that made them famous or whatever. Uh, 
as far as Penn State, I didn't see the game, but from what Togo and PC said, it wasn't particularly pretty or whatever. But I mean, it's a rookie, not a rookie. It's a it's a freshman quarterback. You can't expect them to ball out first time in game. So maybe with more preparation, if he has to play again next week, you guys will get a dub or whatever. But as far as everything that I just covered, I mean, I don't see that the standings right now, I don't see them staying consistent because, like I'm saying, man, any team can be upset at any given moment. But right now, the best-looking team is, actually, is UGA. Keep it plain and simple. I mean, Yes, UGA is known for choking when it matters, but right now they look great. Look unstoppable, to even say the least. So they'll definitely be a top four team uh, at the end of this year. And as for the other three teams, which I'll say Cincinnati, Iowa, and who's the fourth team? Uh, who did you say? I know that they, they mentioned Cincinnati, Iowa, Georgia, and some other And Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, there we go. Uh, Oklahoma, probably, uh, it depends on how the freshman plays or if they put Rattler back in. I don't see them staying in the top four at all. Uh, Iowa, I haven't watched them play any games, but hearing that they're doing good, if they have an easy conference, I don't see them falling in any spots. And Cincinnati, I mean... I haven't watched Cincinnati Bearcats or whatever they're called. I haven't seen them play a game in who knows how long. So I'm not too sold on them staying in the top four either. I think every team besides possibly Iowa and for sure Georgia will change. So, All right. And TK? So I don't watch college football as much as I probably should. Well, at least I haven't in the, in the past couple of years. So my answer is going to be pretty short and simple. Um, I listened to what everybody said, but I think one thing that they forgot to mention is that some way, somehow, the college football committee is going to get Alabama in the final four, even if they, even if, even if they don't deserve it, they will get Alabama in the final four. You cannot have a final four playoff or or college football playoff without Alabama. Um, Shockingly, and and I'm still shocked and surprised that uh, Clemson sucks so much, but, I mean, they're not going to be there. So I guess if I had to pick a final four teams, um, I'm going to say Alabama will 100% be there because, like I said, the college football committee will always put them in there no matter what. So it's going to be Alabama. Um, I guess Iowa. Iowa's always been – Iowa's kind of always been one of that 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 kind of sneaky team, that sneaky good team that that – for for years actually that that a lot of people just really don't talk about but it seems that they i mean they they finally got a right to get in the top 10 they've always been like a top 15 or 25 top t- uh team so but they they've just it's, they've all in my opinion they've always been like a quarterback away so i guess they finally seem to have gotten it together to be in the top three so um i guess i'll put iowa there um <clears throat> uh, i guess oklahoma uh, georgia I, from what I've heard, uh, um, we have a Georgia fan. Shout out Dylan. Um, he talks about Georgia Alliance. So supposedly they're really, really, really good this year. So I guess I'll put Georgia number three team. And I guess the four team I'd add, um, I guess Oklahoma. But, I mean, it, it's, it, it seems like they're going to – PC, I'm going to ask you, was that, is, is, is the freshman kid really this good or was that just a fluke, that 21-point I- comeback? Well, that um, was his. That was his first start, like first official snaps with Oklahoma. So okay, so yeah. then I can't take that chance and say Oklahoma's going to be there then because I don't. I haven't had. It's, it seems like we haven't had a 
big enough picture of what this kid could be. So I guess I'll go with PC and Cincinnati at four. So Alabama, um, Cincinnati, Iowa, Georgia. Those would be my four. All right. And Sean. Um, so with Rattler, speaking about his draft stock, he's absolutely killed his draft stock. He was going into the year. He was heavily projected as QB1, possibly the number one overall pick. And he just played absolutely horribly. He's tanked his stock. If he were to declare right now, I'm not even sure if he would be a day two pick. He'd possibly go to day three. As I'm not expecting him to come out. I don't think he should. I think he needs to go back to college for another year, but it won't be at Oklahoma. They're clearly not going to give him another chance. They'll have to be, he'll have to transfer someone else, somewhere else, hopefully rebuild his stock. And even then, it'll be tough to where, to get back to where he could have been if he had a good year this year. So. And he was my QB one too. I was very high on Spencer Rattler. I wasn't thinking he was a he was like a Trevor Lawrence type prospect, but compared to the rest of the of what is a weak QB class, I thought he had a great chance to run away with it and become the obvious clear number one overall pick. And he just um, hasn't done that. Here. What? We're on the Matt Corral train over here. Um I'm a big fan of Matt Corral too. I'm also probably a bigger fan of Malik Willis. But it is going to be fun to see them two fight for the rest of the year. One of those, who one of those, one of those QBs will be a Bronco. He said the same thing about Justin Fields and Trey Lance. That's all well, we didn't want that. Justin Fields or Trey Lance again. One of Clearly those quarterbacks. Zero. One of those QBs will be a Bronco. You want Adam? CK? You Shut want it! Adam? Shut it! Shut it! That's what you want to do, TK. You want to add them to the list. Um, so, yeah, back to what I was saying. It's looking like it's going to be Malik Willis versus Matt Corral versus for QB1. I'm personally team Malik Willis as of right now, but we still got a long year. Things could still change. We got the Senior Bowl, the Combine, everything. It's going to be exciting to see. Um, for the college football playoffs, speaking of QBs, if Cincinnati does make the playoffs, that's a good chance for another QB that I'm a pretty big fan of, Desmond Ritter. I don't know. He's probably one of the more underrated names of this QB class, but he's the quarterback for Cincinnati. He's been playing very well. He was he played very well last year. So he's got a chance to raise his stock even more, possibly get into that battle, but most likely, best case scenario, he can secure that QB three spot and get him a first-round pick, um, which, as of right now, Cincinnati looks like they're killing it. I am expecting them to make the playoffs, along with Georgia, who I think is should be the favorite for the college football championship. Their defense is just insane. It's stacked. Their defensive coordinator is a genius. The players are great. They've got multiple first-round picks on their defense. I expect them to go all the way. Iowa, right now they're in number one in the Big Ten. I think that spot's still open. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, they still got a chance to fight for that number one spot if Iowa falters. But as of right now, they have been the best team. They are the favorites for that spot. And for the fourth team I'm going to go with, I actually am going to go with Oklahoma. I'm going to go with the freshman QB. They were winning games with Spencer Rattler, who was not playing well at all. So if Caleb Williams can just be at least decent, they still have a chance to run the table, win, out, win, the, win their conference, secure a playoff spot. And last but not least, Tolu, what do you think? Uh, I'm for the first team. I'm gonna go with Georgia, cause uh, Georgia has been, you know, being Georgia. But 
for the second team, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma because Oklahoma's been they pulled they uh, played well. Um, for the third team, I'm gonna go with Iowa. Um, even though that their fans in Iowa like are crazy, they got a decent team. We should have beat them, but but the fourth team, I'm gonna go with Penn State, obviously, because uh, we should have beat them if Sean was healthy. But uh, unfortunately, he was not, and we had to put. I'm that sorry, I couldn't stay healthy, Tolu. Huh? I'm sorry, I couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> we no, we that we literally had you at quarter at backup quarterback, Sean. Actually, it's pretty sad. All right, and that concludes our topics of the week. With that, let's get into some segments that feature some of our hosts. And next one is going to be TK's tier list, which is also one of my favorites. And I'm really curious what TK is going to say this week. So TK, take it away. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So ladies and gentlemen, you know how it goes. Every week we do three A's, we do three S, and then I let the boys comment on it. So this week, let's start with the start with the F's this week. So for my first F, I decided to go with the Lions. Now, the Lions are not, the Lions aren't a bad team. Um, they're an extremely they're just an extremely unlucky team. I have to put them on the list this week because they're sitting at zero and five in games they should have won. They, well, not should have, but they could have won and easily had a record of 5-0 and or 4-1 and right now. Um, I do believe that Campbell is a great coach. The team is in great hands for the future. As far as golf, he's just not the answer. Um, the Lions need to work some magic and get a franchise quarterback in the building who knows how to win. Um, I don't know how you do that uh, with that situation. I don't know their cap room situation. If one of you guys know, you could tell me. Um, I would think they would be pretty – I would think they would be one of the teams that have a lot of cap room because a lot of – I mean, they don't spend a lot of money on a lot of guys who go there. <laughs> A lot of guys don't want to be in Detroit, so I don't know where that money would really be going. But yeah, they got to get a court. They got to get a franchise quarterback in there to win because, um, I mean, until that happens, it doesn't matter. This team buying into Campbell won't mean a damn thing if 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 they don't get a quarterback because it starts with the quarterback and they just don't have that right now. Um, so yeah, I I I don't know. Maybe Sean can answer that. I I don't know why they didn't take Justin Fields. I understand you needed a you you. you who, did they take a cornerback or did they take an offensive tackle? They took an offensive tackle, right? No, they took a. Who are we talking about? We're talking about the Lions. They, yeah, the Lions they took, took a corner the or Lions offensive took tackle. Well. They took yeah, so I, I mean, I understand tackle. Justin Fields was still there. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, how, how, how do you guys think Jared Goff could? You guys think? You, I mean, do you guys think Jared Goff is the answer, or maybe am I just I being mean, too hard on Jared Goff? They didn't. They didn't no, lose Jared Goff because of Jared Goff, though. Yeah. No, Jared, Jared Goff. No. Maybe not the Jared Goff lost thing. it for them. Yeah, Jared Goff lost it for him this year. I mean, this game. So I mean, like, I, I wouldn't blame Goff for that loss specifically. It was honestly just like a heartbreaking loss again. But PC, here's the problem: all their losses have been close games, heartbreaking losses, bro. They could easily be sitting at five and zero or four and one right now, bro. Like literally, all their games have been really close. They just keep. They can't. You know who they remind me of? The Chargers of last year. The yeah. Chargers would be in all these close games, and they just couldn't find how they they couldn't figure out how to win. And also, I, mean, I will say the Lions scored seventeen points, and Jared Goff had zero touchdowns and one interception. So it's not like <laughs> that's terrible, man. 
That's he got terrible. Well, You're just never going to got him. He's not playing terrible. It's just he's not playing good either. He's obviously not the answer. Unless you have Sean McVay as head coach, a great defense and great weapons, and everything is perfect around him, you're not winning anything with Jared Goff at QB. I'll say this about Detroit. Like, Dan Campbell, we saw his post-game presser. Like, that shit. I'm a fan of Dan Campbell. He may not have a single career in NFL. Do better, PC. I think he can be a good NFL coach. I, I feel like Dan Campbell. I actually like Dan Campbell. I, I, I like Campbell a lot. You know, and Detroit, they have a lot of first rounders from the Rams and picks. Yep. They yeah. sure do. So, so, you know, Detroit. Yeah, yeah, hang in there. You just have to hang I, in. Yeah, this, this, PC. I'm glad you said that because I was gonna end it with the Lions fans just just hang in there because I mean I you're finally on there. the right track. Yeah, they've been hanging, in there, hanging in there for all your entire lives. But, but you're finally almost there. You finally got the coach. They've been in there since Madden was pixelated. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think what the biggest thing, and I'll end it here and move on, is they finally, it, it seems like the team has bought into a coach now. Whereas I haven't seen that since Caldwell. You know what I'm saying? Much so. more than they did for Matt Patricia. Exactly. I, I mean, because it's fat perfect, Patricia. Perfect. He's only Literally. good as defensive coordinator, and he was barely good with us. Now he's back, <laughs> Isn't he he's with not bad. Now? I just said he's back, but he's not. He hasn't been back. We know who's been sorry on our team, Josh McDaniels. Mac Jones. Swear to God, shut up. Mac oh, Jones brother. All right, so I'm gonna move anyways. I'm gonna move on to the second team here. Second F of the week, Jacksonville Jaguars. So they're on this list this week because not only are they 0 and 5. And got destroyed 37-19 by the Titans, who are also struggling this gotcha. year, by the way. I just don't understand why Urban Meyer... I, I, I really don't understand why Urban Meyer is still head coach. Like, I, I really don't. He should have been fired when he decided to stay in Ohio instead of hopping on the, fl- on the plane with the team after that loss. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I The Jaguars are... I mean, the Jaguars are another team who are look like they, they finally have their franchise quarterback. I mean, that's about all I can say, to be honest. They finally have a franchise quarterback. I feel like I should be. I, I should be able to say they have a head coach. They don't have that. There's really like there really isn't anything we can say more about Jacksonville that hasn't already been said. Like they know the issues. Just give yeah, it. A they, I mean, it just seems like it's just not clicking in with them, bro. They they don't seem to understand what we understand that you have that the longer Urban Meyer stays there, the worse this thing is gonna get. You're just going to keep stacking L's on top of L's on top of L's on top of L's. Another thing is, it's what's called, it's hard to like transition from a different coach within the same season. So they'll probably just wait it out to the end of the year, get rid of um, Urban Meyer, and then proceed with a new coach. They probably just don't want to go through, you know, interim head coach because that's very difficult to do, even though that's they are. Yeah, but why not? Why not just. Just up, I, I mean, they already suck, Urban Meyer. They probably just want to wait. Exactly, it out. Urban Meyer stinks anyway. Why not just fire him and just hire, just upgrade they the offensive coordinator? <laughs> but who, 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 who do you get with the number one pick? Like, I think the number one pick right now is They're like projected a defensive end or something like that. Yes, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon has been a yeah. number one overall pick. Sean, is, it, is, is he Which, worth tanking for? I. I absolutely think so. I think he's a similar player. Oh, okay. With their defense? Oh, you know what? Never mind. Then. In the past. Never mind then. Never mind then. Do your thing. Do your thing, Jaguars. Of course. Yeah, no. I think similar to elite at, at, uh, elite 
edge rusher prospects in the past, such as Chase Young, Miles Garrett. He has that type of potential. I think he's oh, absolutely worth it. I was just for. about to say, I was just about to say, give me a player that he reminds you of, but damn, that's wow. Hey, right. um, never mind. Shad Khan. As long as he, as long as long, Sean, as long as he doesn't turn out to be a Mario Williams. I, oh yes, my God! You guys remember? <laughs> you guys remember that? Bro? Of course, I remember that. That man. was terrible. And didn't they pay him like a hundred million dollars too, or something like that? Something crazy. Yeah. Hey, right, uh, yeah. real quick, because I know PC wants to go. Real quick, Shaq Khan, we about to get rid of Hightower. Y'all can take him. All you got to do is give us Miles Jack. He don't want to be there no more. We need him. We would love him. Anyways, go ahead, PC. I, I mean, I, I was just gonna say, like this this draft class, it's pretty. It's not it's not a great draft class, you know, from top to bottom. Honestly, from what I've seen, I would actually disagree with that. It's not yeah. a great quarterback draft. Class. Yeah, it's a great I think defensive it's a class. Good, yeah, I, I, that's it, yeah. It's very good on defense. Um, the the top edge rusher. There's a couple of nice edge rushers after Kayvon, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I've seen people compare him to T.J. Watt. Might just because they're both white, but um, they are both still very talented players. Drake Jackson, very athletic edge rusher. And the cornerbacks are stacked. Kyer Elam out of Florida, my personal CB1, ahead of Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley is also very good, though. Um, but, yes, I do think it is a very good defense. They're also very biased. but just Maybe, just a little. Maybe just a little. So, yeah, I can't, I can't complain. Stingley, I like Stingley a lot. I, you know, I was looking at a story like a, when – they had like the showcase for LSU on ESPN. This story is incredible, incredible. I like him a lot. I, I want him to be an eagle. For the third, for the third F of the week, I decided to go with the Seahawks. <clears throat> They're on the list this week because they lost a game that they could have easily won. Um, I think it was a game that they really needed to win, especially considering going, considering the fact that going into this game, they were two and two. Um, the defenses of, of the Rams and the Seahawks, they actually played pretty good. Um, I understand that these are two of the worst defenses this year, um, but they actually looked pretty good. It was a pretty low scoring game. Um, stayed in the low twenties. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. And then to, to, to put the salt on the wound, you lose Russell Westbrook for possibly four to five weeks now. Um, Geno Smith, yeah, sorry, Russell Wilson, um, for four to five weeks. I, I, I don't know, man. Russell Wilson, we, Russell Wilson, we haven't seen him play. Um, we haven't seen him have that have that elite start that he typically has every single year. We were expecting that to be. Well, me and Tyreek, uh, a friend of ours, we were expecting him to have that kind of. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but we're expecting him to have that peak, I guess. Peak is the word I'm looking for, to have that peak later on in the season instead of whereas he would have it early in the beginning. And now to lose him four to five weeks, that's going to be really devastating to the Seahawks. Um, I don't think they're making the playoffs now. I think uh, not winning this game and then losing Russell Wilson, like I said, four to five weeks is is, is huge. I, I wanted to know how you guys feel about it, but... I don't know, man. I think this is. I think you, Seahawks fans. I'm sorry, but you can kiss the you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. Um, I, was I think you got surprised that you gave the Seahawks an F, bearing the fact that they lost Russell Wilson. Yeah, but even <laughs> the thing is, even with Russell, even when Russell was in the game, the game was. I mean, the defenses were yeah, playing I mean, pretty good. Neither Russell Wilson nor uh, Matthew Stafford like. Put me in awe, you feel me? Like, it was just like, like okay, they're making pretty good plays here. 
over yada, yada, the yada. Raiders, though, bro? Yes. Yes. You know what's, Trey, you know what's funny? When I was doing this list earlier today and I was writing my teams down, I actually was going to give an a, a, a F to the entire AFC West. But I didn't feel like explaining. I didn't. I didn't feel like writing all that down and explaining all that, bro. So no, I'm not gonna do that. But you, you're not crazy for Santa Raiders, I guess is what I'm saying, bro. Because I was gonna give the entire AFC West besides the Chargers uh, an F for the week. Because um, besides maybe the Chiefs, a lot of people had the Bills winning this game. But Raiders, Raiders should have easily beat the Bears. We should have beat the Steelers. Um, I mean, if that was the case, I'll be giving. I'll be giving. I feel like I'll be giving uh, me and the Raiders L's every week because I feel like Broncos are frauds. I'm saying that on the podcast. And wow, any any Broncos fans believe? Uh, I can. Ex- I mean, if you guys want me to, I can explain why I'm saying that. If you want me to, bro. Oh, um, I think we get it. No, I think we get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are frauds. That's, um, Huh? So you Wait, can what? call you can call the Broncos fraud, but I can't say Josh Allen is a fraud. I can't say Aaron Rodgers no. is a fraud. I can, no, you can't say you Josh, can't Allen, say Josh Allen, Allen is a fraud because I really can. No, Josh, I really can. It's okay that you think that you're a fraud. I mean, you start off three and zero, then you plummet to three and two, but it's not over yet. Y'all can still get ten wins. No, nah, we can. How but uh, to be honest, I'm gonna be honest. I hope we tank. I, we need a quarterback, bro. You think we you'll need find a quarter. quarterback this year? Yes. PK, the, right. you know who you forgot to give an F right. to? The Raiders. Oh. No, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't. I would have given an F to the Raiders, but then I would have had to give, give an F to the Broncos and that's, the Chiefs, that's too. That's what I thought, Sean. That's what I thought. I, I mean, I, but the, if, if the I would have had to just... Go ahead. I get go what ahead. you're saying, because Big Ben is sorry, but the Steelers still have an elite defense, even though that their quarterback is terrible, so... But, the but Bears here's the thing. Here's the thing. The here's the thing. No I'm chance, not just though. losing what happened. I'm not. Bears, listen, listen, listen. I, listen. I, I be slandering. I be slandering Teddy, Teddy a lot, bro. Lately, the past couple of weeks, it's not even Teddy fault. It's the play calling, bro. I don't know if y'all, if y'all saw like highlights hmm. or some of the game, bro. Bro, hmm. for the first entire half, it seems like all we do is throw these stupid, dumbass three-yard passes, and then try to hmm. get our, and then hope that our receivers are gonna are, are gonna get the rack afterwards. TK, can hmm. you, bro, you can't. Sound very familiar, again? TK. Very familiar to my. Yeah, but listen, but listen, no Trey, you Wait, have a TK, rookie. You, you have it's different. Broncos, can you remind me who the Broncos offensive coordinator is? Pat. Giant Sherman. Loser, Pat. I don't even understand why we, bro, I don't even, until this day, I really don't understand why we hired him. He was the head coach of the Giants, and he was not even good at that job. I don't understand why we hired him, bro. I still don't. But hopefully, if, hopefully, listen, if we tank this year, we get, we, 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 we we lose, missing the playoffs or whatever, but we win a lot in the end. Vic will be fired. Pat will be fired. The entire, the entire, basically the entire coaching staff is getting fired, bro. Conditioners, training staff, everybody's getting fired, bro, as they should be. And we get a quarterback. Like, bro, no. PC, bro, are you seeing? No, you're not seeing this thing. I don't want to spoil it. But, I don't but I'm not, I, I'm done talking about the, I'm done talking about the Broncos right now. Let's move on to the A's. This is the fun part. So, I will actually, I actually want you guys to take a guess at who you guys think one of my A's are going to be, because it's pretty obvious. Good guess. Trey? Uh, I mean, I want to say the Chargers, but they didn't really play that good of a game. They just, it was off a shootout, terrible. And A, of course, the Bucks. Of course. Oh. 
What about you, Trey? What about you, uh, Sean? I already know you're going to say Josh Allen and the stupid Bills. I am going to say Josh Allen and the stupid Bills for beating the Well, team. since all three of you said it, <laughs> I guess I could start with Josh Allen and the stupid Bills. Yes. All right, so I'm just going to read I'm just gonna read what I wrote down for you guys, all right? So, yes, the Bills are on my A list this week. You guys should have known they were going to be on this list. They, I mean, they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Terrible I don't defense. care. I don't care how bad the defense is. Literally second worst defense PC, in the league. PC, and then the PC, Bills have a top PC. five defense. So of course PC, I'm gonna ask PC. Trey, I'm gonna PC, I'm gonna ask you this question because you're not biased. Regardless of I'm how bad biased. that defense is, is Arrowhead Stadium not one of the toughest places to play in the NFL? Yes PK, or no? PK, I already said earlier, Arrowhead Stadium is one of, if not the most hostile stadiums in the entire... Thank you. Trey, regardless of defense, none of that matters, bro. They could it be does, though. It literally it's could, still hard to beat does, the Chiefs though. at home. So, it clearly matter. Us on defense, the Chiefs, I still would have given the credit where credit is due. Josh Allen went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs in convincing fashion. You cannot tell... I'm pressing. I'm not trying to discredit Josh Allen for winning. Yes, you are. No, I'm literally just trying to tell y'all that yes, he won, but it's not like he beat a godly Super Bowl team. Like, all right, yes, all right, Trey. So let me me read these stats. Let me read these stats to you, all right? Because I'm glad that you continue to hate on Allen. So I did pick the Bills as one of the teams for my A list this week. All right, I'm going to read these stats to you. Josh Allen yesterday, 315 passing yards, three touchdowns, 59 rushing yards in a, t- in a rushing touchdown. So that's four combined touchdowns. That's four total touchdowns. Okay. Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC. I don't, it's, it's not up for debate anymore, guys. Like, it's, it's, it's not a question. It's not the Chiefs. I understand that Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. This ain't the same Chiefs team. This ain't the same Patrick Mahomes. I'm telling you guys right now. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC. And it's just, it, like I said, it's not up for debate. Josh That's Allen, Josh a- Trey, Trey, listen. Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the AFC. Right now, he has 12 touchdowns to only two interceptions while throwing for 1,370 yards and a QB rating of 102 and a half, bro. Allen has been a that no wait. Allen has a bona fide top five receiver, two very good wide receivers in Beasley and Sanders, a tight end who we are literally watching emerge into a superstar in Dawson Knox, and the number one defense in the NFL. Say what you want about the Bills. They held the Chiefs to 20 points. And I'm gonna read that last part again for you. Say what you want about the Chiefs defense. They still went to Arrowhead Stadium and held the Kansas City Chiefs to 20 points. Trey, what do you got to say about that, bro? What, what, what about that? What about the defense? You can say whatever you want about the Chiefs defense. How about the Bills I literally defense? said, I literally said the Bills had a top five defense like two minutes ago. I'm they're, not they're, they they're super down. I'm not surprised elite. that they shut down the Chiefs on offense because you have to double Tyreek Hill. Or take out Kelsey, and you'll pretty much win the game like that. Because it's been it's been a proven fact. That's how other teams have been beat. Patriots did it first, by the way. I'm just saying that yes, I know that the Bills won. Josh Allen, he had a good game, even though I think he's a bum. But we're, let's not act like he tore up this top ten defense 
or this Super Bowl godly team like just bow down. There's just no, team. there's just no convincing. Like, there's just literally, there's there just is, no, there I, I, no. I I give up. I give up trying he, to convince you, man. He torched a literally second worst defense in the league. The very the very worst passing defense, should I say, and a bottom six or bottom five rushing defense. So it's not like he was out there just lighting it up on the eighty five Bears. That would be different. Then I give him credit. All right. But Trey, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. He plays real defenses. I've seen what happened. He I'm played a, the Steelers. He looked oh normal. Oh, my God. Got beat. I'm going to say this, Continue, and I'm going to move on unless PC wants to say something. I'm going to just quote PC Kellerman. Josh Allen went into Arrowhead Stadium and did exactly what he was supposed to do and more. He did what That's he cool, was supposed though. to do and more, bro. Nobody's disputing the fact he did what he's supposed to do. I'm just saying he did it against a very sorry team. <laughs> what are you? Okay, you. Never mind. You got it. You got it. You're, you're right. You're right. Thank you. He beat a he beat a very bad defense, but right now he's the best quarterback in the AFC, and the Bills are the best team in the AFC. I mean, and there's just really no denying that right now, bro. There's I no denying. Deny, I don't deny that the Bills are the best team in AFC. I just know Josh Allen will choke when the time comes. Because he always does. Uh, all right. So next on my A list, I don't remember who said it. I, I I don't remember if it was Sean or Trey that said Chargers. But yes, the Chargers were also on the list this week. And here's what I have for you guys. Herbert, 398 passing yards, four touchdowns. Chargers, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, Chargers have found, have, have found ways to win close games in the fourth quarter instead of losing them like they were last year. Um, they're possibly the most high-powered offense team in the league. If you guys can think of a, of another high, high-powered high offensive team in the league than the Chargers, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe the Bills, but right now, I would, if I had to go off the top of my head, I would probably say the Chargers are the most high-scoring high team in the NFL right now. So they're a team that you're going to have to keep up in points with. Um, their defense is not that good, but their offense is extremely good. Um <clears throat> Uh, Eckler, I feel like he's finally showing us that he's a bona fide top 15 running back in the league, um, and he's trending upward. Uh, he, he contributed in 66 rush yards, two touchdowns, along with 53, uh, receiving yards in a touchdown. So that's three total touchdowns altogether. Uh, Mike Williams may not only be the Chargers' best receiver instead of Allen, but he may also be a top 10 to 15 wide receiver, uh, in the league as well. Eight catches, 165 yards, two touchdowns in I believe every single game this year, every every single game this year, except for the first game that they played, uh, week one, he's gotten over 100 yards receiving in every single game this year. Uh, Mike Williams is, I mean, he's a dog, bro. I don't understand why why people don't talk about him enough. I guess when you have Keenan Allen on your team, um, you're also you're you're always going to be the Robin to that Batman. But I don't understand it. Uh, I feel like Mike Williams is better than Keenan Allen. Um, at least he's the he, he's the. It seems like he's the number one option there. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I'm going to just put it like this. Not to take anything away from Mike Will, because he is a great receiver. He's real good. But he's also 6'4". So, like, you could just throw it up to him, and he'll snatch it from you. And then another thing, teams account for Keenan Allen, because he is still the number one option. So teams are always going to try to take away the number one option. And they didn't even take away Keenan Allen. It's like a two-headed monster. Like you said, Batman and Robin, they're just both very good wide receivers. Kind of like when... Diggs was in Minnesota with uh, what's his face? Thielen. I'm just gonna say that Jefferson and Thielen might actually be better than Diggs and um, 
Okay. To be honest. No, stop. I'm sorry. Jefferson. I'll stop. I'll stop. But TC, Sean, you guys, you guys wanted to say anything? How do you feel about charges on the A-list this week? Deserve. You don't think they deserve it. Jay Herbo, man. That's all I got. Well-deserved, I think. They beat a contender in the AFC. Took first place in the AFC West. I think they killed it. All right. So, if you guys agree with that one, let's get to the last one. You guys are definitely, well, at least Sean and uh, PC won't. The Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 302 yards, three touchdowns. And how about Zeke Elliott with 110 rushing yards and a touchdown? And he also had that receiving touchdown. Uh, Cowboys on the three-game win streak. Uh, Dak look like, looks like an MVP front runner right now. Uh, Diggs may be the best cornerback in the game. Currently has an interception in every game uh, the Cowboys have played this year. <clears throat> I, I believe it's five or six interceptions in five games. That's incredible. He's not uh, getting one this week. Well, we'll see. Uh, Giants look terrible. Eagles aren't going to be – Eagles based – I mean, they're not going to do a damn thing. And I have no clue what the hell happened to the Washington football team. Uh, right now, this is the Cowboys' division to win, and the only team who can beat the Cowboys in the NFC East are the Cowboys. So, uh, Sean and PC, I'm pretty sure you guys have something to say about that, so go ahead and lay it on me. I agree with you saying they're the best team in the NFC East. I think that's clear. But I don't agree with giving them an A when they beat a team who literally died on the field. Every single player was dropping dead. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Not sure it's why. Time to move on. Okay, that was funny. That was funny, bro. But, but I mean, they have and won three. Also, they have won three in a Tra- row, bro. For Trayvon Diggs, he picked off Mike Glennon against CJ Board, a player that probably most of you have never even heard of. So let's just remember that. I've never heard of him, but I mean, has an interception in every single game this year, though, man. And again, the Cowboys are on a three-game win streak. I mean. Kind of have to take those things into consideration. Uh, I'm just talking about for this specific week. I do not think they deserve an A. They got a win. They respected Tony. The other team died on the field. That's it. Oh, God, <laughs> Stop saying they died on the field, bro. <laughs> PC, you got anything? Kind of quiet over there, man. Huh. No fight for the Eagles? I, it, it's the Cowboys, you know. Like, I, I think this year... Dak Prescott, he looks the best that he has ever looked, you know, with the Cowboys. Um, I, I think for, like, first time in his career, like, the offense actually looks diverse. Kevin Moore, he's a, he's a very good offense coordinator. Um, and I think he actually has, like, is using, utilizing all of his weapons on offense correctly now. And, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, who fought the loud, you know, overrated and washed allegations going into this season looks great again. Um, you know, of course, you have, like, their top three receiving core, Lamb, Cooper, Wilson, Cedric Wilson, um, you know, Dalton Schultz, like, you know, the list goes on and on and on uh, with weapons on that offense. And, you know, the defense uh, still, I believe that they didn't have uh, Trayvon Diggs, they probably would be a bottom-tier defense, but with Diggs, um, yeah, the Cowboys, they look really good right now. Look like one of the best teams, not only in the NFCs, but I would even, and this kills me to say, look like one of the best teams in the NFC. In the NFC. So, um, yeah, it's it's Dallas. You know, it's so early in the season. Um, so, I, I mean, this is prime time for, for Dallas fans to come out and say, oh, we're winning the Super Bowl. We're, 
let's, it's been five games. You know, let's see if you are able to keep this going for another, what, 13, 14 games. So, yeah. Um, enjoy it right now because they look really good right now. So, Son and PC, before, bo- too. before we move. Oh, yeah, Trey, did you want to say anything about it, bro? I mean, How do you feel? You feel like the Cowboys? I mean, clear, clear. All right. So here's what I want to ask you guys. Clearly, yes, clear. So clearly, the Cowboys are the are the best team in the NFC East. So I guess I don't think before we doubts that they how they are with Dak Prescott playing. Like yeah, even yeah. though they played terrible yesterday, yesterday, last year, still they had Andy Dalton, and I forgot his name. I forgot his name. Wow. He asked. I'm blanking on his name, know. too, but... Um, yeah, he asked. That's all you Ben Spencer, I mean, not Spencer. Dalton and whatever his name is. Leading their ben team. So, of course, they were going to be, but... So, I guess my question ahead. would... I guess my question would be, who would you guys say could knock them off in the NFC East then, before we move on to off the top? Oh, though? in the East? Nobody. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, the Eagles. The Eagles actually played a good game before they started turning the ball over. They yeah. were in that game before they started turning the ball over, making stupid mistakes. So Sam Darnold, Dak Prescott is just gonna play like Sam Darnold, though. It's no. It's, I'm talking. I'm talking about versus the Cowboys. Versus uh, the Cowboys. They I will, actually played a good game until they started turning the ball over. I think we can go stick for tack with the Cowboys offense. You know, because like I said, the Cowboys defense is. Not that amazing. They just have Trayvon Diggs. I think that our offense, if Jalen Hurts can figure out how to play like actual good quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys, because the Cowboys are kind of like this kryptonite right now. Um, I, I will say that you know they they will be like we may have a chance. I'm not I'm not saying we're going to win the division, but there's one team that could possibly beat the Cowboys. It's definitely not the Giants. I don't think it's going to be a Washington football team, especially with their defense. That just leaves us. So I would give Washington a better chance, to be honest. And yeah, no. Washington, their defense is horrible. They're giving up. They just gave up, what you call it, like 30 points to the Falcons. To the Falcons. You know, so I, I, if there's anybody that can beat the Cowboys, it's the Eagles. But even then, like... I'm not holding out for anything. All right. We play them next right. week. <clears throat> I have no idea what that right. is. But um Yeah, me neither. That's it that that's it for uh that's it for TK's uh tier tier list. So you can go ahead and take over me. All right. Are my boys ready for off the top rope? I was gonna talk about the Undertaker movie on Netflix, but I've been told they haven't watched it yet, so we're going to wait until next week, and I'm going to give the boys a chance to watch it, and then we can talk about it, because, yeah, I thought it was interesting enough that I wanted to talk about it. I I hear it's... Now, I don't know much about the, the actual movie stuff, but I hear it's an interactive movie, if I'm not... Yes. Well, Netflix has, like, this thing where they do interactive movies now. So, basically, while you're watching the movie, it prompts up different choices for you to make. And you can kind of, like, choose. And then, I guess the movie, like, changes based off of what choices you make. And, basically, the whole premise of the Undertaker movie was to, like, get out of his mansion. 
right, Hermie. All right, Hermie. All right, Hermie. <laughs> That's not really spoiling it. That's literally nah, like you nah, just read nah, the no description chances. and no it chances. says that. Like, I don't even. I don't even watch previews, let alone read descriptions. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, in in this movie than me, but you know, I I I'm. Yeah, I might watch it in my in my free time. I, all I'm going to say is I watched it with my nephew, and he quite liked it. And he's been getting more into wrestling and stuff. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to watch it. And he thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm going to give you guys a chance to watch it. And then hopefully next next episode we can talk about it. Tell him, tune in to Off the Top Rope. We won't steer him in the wrong direction. So I mark that as one thing that I got to do this week. Watch out on Taker Netflix will be for good game. Right now, it's off the top rope with your boys PC and Trey. Uh, Trey, how are you feeling today? You know, man, I'm feeling great on this victory Monday off of Patriots Dev. How you feeling off that Eagles Dev, man? I'm feeling, I'm feeling wonderful. Come back, team win. That's that's why to call it. Yep. Team win. Um, so for this week, uh, there. Really, uh, listen, have, hasn't been much uh, wrestling news. It's been a down week and a really, like, sports-like eccentric week. It's been a down week for wrestling. Uh, not a lot has happened. Uh, I will say this. Um, Crown Jewel is coming up um, to, I think, a week from, from Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Crown Jewel is going to take place, and that car is looking more and more uh, special each and every week, um, even though the Saudi Arabia shows um, usually flop. Um, but you have Rollins versus Edge, Hell in a Cell. It's yep. finally used properly <laughs> for once. Uh, it's a finish, a blooded feud with those two. You have your boy, the almighty Bobby Lashley. You also have uh, Roman Reigns. It uh, looks like he'll be defending the Universal Championship against the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Um, hopefully, as a match, that woman is able to pick up the victory. Um, you also have the women's triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks taking on Becky Lynch and Bianca. Um, so there's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. But um, for... This week, uh, I want to talk about King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Now, I haven't watched Raw tonight um, as it's going on at the time of this recording. Um, but you, you have a good understanding of what's been going on uh, update with the tournament. So uh, how about you, why don't you give an update of uh, both tournaments for us, Shrey? Uh, yeah, so first matchup, King of the Ring was Ricochet Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods pulled off that dub, of course. And then you had... Uh, second match of the night, which was the Queen's Crown first match of this week, and Shayna Baszler completely dominated Dana Brooke for, I mean, as expected. She's a beast. And she'll begin her title opportunity real soon, I believe. And then uh, the second match between Jinder Mahal and uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston pulled out the win, I believe. Uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston pulled out the win. And then the last match we it really just finished. It was Dewdrop. Dang, who did Dewdrop just wrestle? I literally just seen her. I can't remember who she just wrestled, but she won. So it'll be Dewdrop versus Shayna Baszler and Kofi versus Xavier Woods in the final. Semifinals or whatever. Mm. New day, new day semifinal. 
Um, I'll I'll say this with uh, the King of the Ring. Um, if Xavier Woods doesn't win, we're gonna riot because he's been. That's like the one thing he's been begging for for like the last like months now to be King of the Ring. Um, and King Xavier that has a ring to it, in my opinion. Anyway, um, as far as the Queen's Crown goes. Um, there's been a lot of backlash towards WWE this week because um, Lip Morgan and Tony Storm both lost their first round matches to Selena Vega and Carmella. Um, and both <laughs> matches uh, were under two minutes. Now, mm-hmm. I, I said there, there was a huge controversy um, with, with uh, how those matches ended uh, the, this past Friday on SmackDown um, in RPW. That's our wrestling group chat. Um, you know, I feel like the only real, like, gripe that people should have is the length of the matches. Because neither of those matches should not have been under two minutes. That, that, that's one yeah. that, like, can't be argued. Like, that's just unacceptable. Disrespectful, too, guys. Especially With how... Real quick, with how the women's revolution has gone and the women's evolution, they talk about women get equal opportunities as the men, you know what I'm saying, that they don't no longer be called divas and be called superstars, just like the men or whatever. And they was barely getting airtime back then, the Attitude Era, remember that? And it wasn't really even matches. It was just like skits. So for now, for them to have matches, and then like they don't even have matches because it's under... They're under two minutes. And then also with Naomi not having a match in what a month now has been? Not having a single match. One of the better superstars on the roster, one in the division. At least with Naomi, like her story has been built up. You know, her yeah, story. But still. I I get what you're saying, you know. Like I like if you're not a part of the horsewoman stable, you know, or your name's up, mm-hmm. you're kinda like I don't even want to say lost in a shovel. You're kind of like used as like the second option for WWE. Yeah, I, I, I get right. that. I really do get that part, especially with how many fans are upset with how Lip Morgan's been being used. Like they keep saying that Lip Morgan's being buried. Now, I'm not one of those people that think Lip Morgan's being buried. I, I feel like, you know, she's going to always be over with the crowd. And, you know, that's like, WWE can use that to their advantage to get over other superstars that may need this Queen's Crown tournament. And I think that Tony, or excuse me, uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega need this tournament way more than Liv Morgan and Tony Storm do. And I stand by that statement. I I, I think they do, you know, because especially Carmella. Yeah, like it's just they're they're kind of like they're. They've been losing for the last few months now. <laughs> so, I but I get people's point, you know, or understand people's point when they say Lip Morgan's being quote unquote buried, you know, because they keep teasing us. Like, they tease Money in the Bank, okay? They tease her being Raw Women's Champion during the pandemic era when they had her taking on Asuka. You know, they, they tease, you know, so many things about Lip Morgan. I feel like she's so close to breaking that barrier of, you know, wrestlers that are not a part of the horsewoman, you know, to, to make it to the top. And 
I feel like Liv Morgan is one of those women that can really make it to the top. That's why she's my favorite to win the Royal Rumble this year. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I have her winning. I have her top to win the Rumble this year. I think it could happen. You know, even even with like Bailey possibly returning. Um, Paige, been, Dunk-a-dunk, Bailey. I don't know if you know. Paige has been teasing a lot of things. Uh, with, yeah, returning. Yeah. I, I that would be a serious pop. That would be a huge Yeah, you might see her pop up at Royal Rumble. Hey, Shayna Baszler, like as far as goes like women that aren't the horse four horse women getting opportunities, what about Shayna Baszler, bro? She's been she's on a tear. She's being pushed now more than she was when in the tag team with Nijax, now that Nijax is injured. And she's all even when she wasn't a tag team, she's always been a good solo competitor. She was the women's NXT champion. And then she came to, uh, I believe, Raw first. I think she's been on Raw since she's been in WWE. And she's been doing damage. And now she's on pace to win the crown, the women's, the Queen's Crown tournament. So pretty soon she'll be getting the chance. Wait. And I get what you're saying about Liv Morgan being buried. Safe to say that she's a female version of Finn Balor. Finn Balor is slowly being buried. Don't care. They tease and they tease and they tease. Finn, I like Big E. Finn Balor I, needs to be champ. Right. So, like, here's what I hate. Like, I don't know why a wrestler has to be buried if they're not holding the world championship. Like, I hate yeah. that concept. Like, like, for Finn Balor, like you just said, like, if he's not holding Universal Championship, he's being buried. Like I don't think that. If they Look at his caliber of wrestling, though, and then also to say the point, because even when he won the championship, he had to relinquish it to injury. I get it, but like the thing is, that was five years ago. Now we had the. It was you know, and like he's been Roman in the past, but you know, and he's definitely capable of being the Roman of like the present now. But Roman, he's the face of the company. He actually just broke John Cena's like merchandise record. Um, so mm-hmm. you know he's he's uh, he's doing all this like great stuff for the company as a heel. I understand why they wouldn't want to take the title off of him. No, 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 not not even just take it off of Roman. Finn Balor's not like a bad wrestler at all. He's actually a great draw. I think he'd be great as a top guy in WWE. He's actually tapped to have a major role on Raw, but. The thing is, PC, PC, real quick, tell me this and tell everybody out here that watches wrestling. You don't think Ben Balor got buried at Extreme Rules? Now I get Roman Reigns is the face of the company. He's the new John Cena. He's the new megastar. But let's be real. The way that match ended was terrible. Shouldn't have ended like that. Agreed. We've seen the video. Everyone's seen the video. I, agree I think that if you're going to have Finn Balor beaten, beat it, have him beaten clean. He deserves that much, at least. And the, now that he's on Raw... The thing is, like, there will still be, be people that will be like, oh, he's so buried. Like, like whatever WWE does, whatever they did with that match, there are going to be people coming out and said, oh, Finn Balor got buried. That's the toxic IWC that we currently are in right now, Trey. That's the thing, like, I'm sorry, wrestling fans are toxic <laughs> as hell. They are. Out of all the superstars, 
in the WWE right now. Don't care what championship it is. Finn Balor should be holding gold. I agree. I like, you know, and that's why I think he'd be like fit like perfectly in like the, you know, US championship role, you know, and even the IC championship role. You know, he could possibly win King of the Ring. Like, it's not like Finn Balor. I think he will. The thing is, people just, they have favorites. Wrestling fans have favorite wrestlers that they want to be successful. And some of them have, like, really, like, strong fan bases, cult followings. And if they don't get what they want, it's like the world's, like, gonna end. Like, someone's being buried. Liv Morgan's being buried because she's not a top champion in WWE right now. Ben Balor's he doesn't be- even fit the championship look, to yeah. be honest. Like, you know, like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of um, other wrestlers. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is being buried because he, you know, is losing a rivalry to to Happy Corbin right now. Like, you see what I mean? Like, like these people are. He's being- always had rivalries with Corbin though. And like he's lost plenty of those battles, so that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I get what you're saying with that point right there. That's like, ridiculous. Look at Cesaro. Look at Cesaro. Look at what look at what Cesaro has done. He got he finally got a world championship match against Roman Reigns this past year for the Universal Championship. He lost, mm-hmm. and now people, where have the Cesaro supporters been? Have people forgotten about Cesaro? Are people in an uproar about Cesaro losing in the first round of the King of the Ring? No. No, because he faced Finn Balor. Well, I would say because people have forgotten how good Cesaro can be. All the people are saying Cesaro should be world champion in WWE right now. Where they go? They all went on the Finn Balor train. It seemed like, I just, I don't know. I want wrestling fans to be consistent with what they actually want. And when they don't get what they want, I want them complaining about them not getting what they want. Because that's, well, that's how wrestling should be. That's how you you know what I want, but you know I'm not going to get it. I realize I'm not going to get it. That's over with. Biggie, not Biggie, Bobby, Lash- Bobby Lashley isn't going to be a WWE champion for a long time, probably. But yeah. for Finn Balor, I want Finn Balor touching gold don't care, especially how dirty they did him when he was the first Universal Champion. Yeah, so I I just hope that fans grow to understand that if your favorite wrestler is not currently winning in a one-off rivalry or not holding a championship right now, this especially applies to WWE wrestlers, Unless the situation is specific, they're not being buried. Wrestling fans use buried, the word buried, more, more times than usual. <laughs> Let's go! As something big, very big just happened on Raw, clearly. No, no, no. Not on Raw. Not on Raw. My Boston Red Sox have beaten the Rays. Oh. Oh, well, that's Gianni a- gave us no chance. Yankee fans gave us no chance. All right, but continue on wrestling. I'll talk about that. I'm turning on the game right now. I want to see. Yeah, it's over. We just won six to five. Damn, I had to, I had to restart to win the World Series, but uh, 
That's unfortunate. Um, I lost my train of thought now. Um, but yeah, just appreciate your favorite wrestlers as they are. You know, they don't constantly have to be in the limelight. That's how wrestling should work. There are way too many talented wrestlers that have the same wrestlers in the limelight all the time. Well, that's your name. Or, I don't know, unless your name is Roman Reigns or uh, Bianca Belair, you do not have to be in the spotlight all the time. No, 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 don't do that. Do not do that. Bianca shouldn't even be in the spotlight all the time. Mm-hmm. By the way, she just cost my baby Sasha the W tonight. As you should. She can't get over her ego, PC. She can't get over her ego, that big-headed ego. I think she was just doing an eye for an eye right there. An eye for an eye. Now, yeah. we, you and I both know Sasha would never stoop so low to do something like that. Oh, brother. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's All right, move I'm on. Cat. And, uh, I'm cat. The road. Uh, now, I do want to hear, what is your favorite unexpected return moment of all time? I have you, a lot. you want me to go first or you go first? I, I want you to go first. All right. So I got two. Now, I which called, this was years ago. This was 2008. I can't really remember if it was unexpected, but I just know it was a big pop. So I'm going to just go out and say it. 2008, Royal Rumble with the 30th great, entry. Great John choice. Cena. John Cena. You hear the music go off. The fans all jump out their seats. Literally, everyone's standing. There's not a person sitting down in a whole ring. Triple H is bewildered in the ring. Doesn't know what. Doesn't know what to think of it. And man, John Cena. He comes out. He does his little pose. He looks up, throws some threes up, and makes his way to the ring. That was a great Royal Rumble, by the way. Uh, and then my second favorite. You might be surprised by this, PC. You might be surprised. Something happened at WrestleMania 33. Do you remember? You know, you think you know where I'm going with this? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'll give you that, yeah. yeah. WrestleMania was... 33. Tag team ladder match. Before all the, all the other teams, the original teams, make their way to the ring, New Day comes out hosting at that time. They come out and announce that there's one more tag team, and what do you know? Hardy Boys music pops up on. Everyone's jumping out of their seats. Next thing you know, you got Matt and Jeff just running out on the ramp. They're excited. Everybody's electrified. It was just a great night. And then they go on to win, becoming the first tag team, I believe, to win seven tag team championships, along with New Day and the Usos. That's ridiculous. That's great. I mean, it's hard to win championships in WWE, especially with how the writers are and everything. But for them to win seven times, well, I don't think they tied because New Day has the record now, but at the time they tied. And Matt Hardy twisted fate to Maga Anderson off the, off the ladder. My personal favorite. And then you see Jeff Hardy, the maniac, the high flyer, no regard for his own body. Take out Sheamus and Cesaro through two ladders, off a 20 foot ladder, by the way. And then they go on to win the belt. 
That was the best match at that WrestleMania, hands down. It was better than the main event. It was better than every other match at that WrestleMania, hands down. My favorite pop-up moment, surprise and return. Wow. Those are two very solid moments. He actually took one of my favorites, Unexpected Returns. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go something different. I'll go two different. Um, 2020 Royal Rumble. I mean, no year number 21. You think you know me. You see the smoke. You hear the crowd's massive pop and the wrestlers reacting in the ring. And you finally realize the rated R superstar, Edge, had finally returned. Oh, it was glorious. Looking back, that was so glorious. Like, that was a beautiful moment after being gone for almost a decade from the ring, having the thing that he loves taken from him. Uh, I was, honestly, I was like one of my favorite, like, all-time wrestling moments like that was that was a really good roll rumble by the way like a really big roll rumble um and for my second unexpected return ah, i think because it's so etched into my childhood um i have to go with the rock being announced as the mystery host for wrestlemania in 27. That was not a good WrestleMania, but when they found who it was, man, the pop that Rocky got after being gone for so long too, that that was that was beautiful, bro. I, you know, like I said, Wait, that, question: Did you guys see The Rock's rap debut? Yeah, he so, went crazy. It, it was it was um it was something. It was I, better than what I expected. That's a playlist, but it, it was something. Yeah, I agree. That's how I feel about it. I, I, I you know, I, I, you know, it was a rap. It was a rap. You say in cadence. It was, it was solid for what it was. Um, but yeah, it's not being nice. We're gonna stay time soon. Love you though, Rocky. So we're just gonna lie, sit here and lie, just because it was the Rock. <laughs> That it was, ish no, was it trash. Was the Rock was is too dead. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And then I'll let y'all continue. The Rock is... No, listen. The Rock is too damn big to be a rapper, bro. You cannot <laughs> you be that big and be rapping, bro. I'm sorry. What it don't Rock look right, big bro. And rapping? Bro, no. Bro, no. No. That rap me, was trash, bro. Yeah, he's too buff. Yeah, exactly. He's too buff, bro. You cannot be that buff and be a rapper, bro. You are a nah, security nah. guard, PK, sir. You can't even lie. That was better than expected, bro. I like, mean, I guess it was only because it wasn't terrible, I guess, but it was trash. Like, it was not a good... It was not good. Stop. This man out here hating. Anyways, continue, PC. It was what it was. I'll just say that. It was it was, it was a rap. Did his part. That that's really all I got. Like I said, it's not being added to a playlist or anything. Yeah, not being added to a playlist, but he did better than expected. Sure. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. That's a good way to put it. Um, 
that's all we got for off the top rope this week. PC and sure. Next week, next week it'll be a lot more news uh, to cover. Yeah. Um, Crown Jewel coming up. Um, first Saudi show uh, since the pandemic. And uh, we'll have more AEW news coming out as well. Um, and yeah, that's all we got. Join us next week. Back to you, Hermie, on the main podcast. Red Sox are moving on to the oh, next round. Let's go, baby. <laughs> all right. Good job on Off the Top Rope. And with that, let's get into our hot takes of the week, starting with our fan hot take of the week. PC, will you go ahead and play that? My name is Ty. I live in Texas. I rep the Chiefs and the Phoenix Suns. And this is the WHS fan hot take of the week. Trevon Diggs is good, but he's not as elite as everybody making him seem. I mean, he's a ball hawk, but he gets burnt all the fucking time. That's a really good hot take. What was his name again? What was his name again? His his name is Ty. That's my guy. He's from uh, Texas. Well, he's from Kansas City, but he lives in Texas. For all those that couldn't really hear, for all those who couldn't really hear, he said that Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from the Cowboys, is not as good as people are making him seem. Saying he's good, but he's not that good. Like, he's I not agree. Good. I I saw the one play. You know, I I, I say that he, gets, he does get burnt a lot. Sean gets on me all the time. That Tony had negative two yards for like two games, but I saw the clip of Tony literally burning digs. Like, Respect, young Joker. Yeah, no. And then another thing, Diggs is not even a fast corner. He's not even a fast corner at that. Yeah, no, he's just, he's honestly, he's just always aggressive. That's how he's had this many, like, interceptions. He's just aggressive. The Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey comparisons need to stop. Yeah, no. They, that... Whoever compares, because he's no Trayvon Diggs is balling out. He's been a great corner this year. He deserves a lot of respect. But acting like he's the best corner in the NFL is absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially, more, especially, especially considering the fact that we is considering the fact that the that it's I could have swore I remember the Giants singing this same exact song with Bradbury last year. But maybe I'm just tripping. We knew it was the ahead. best. Okay. I knew it was the best. No, no, no. Y'all were saying he was the best in the league. Okay. Nobody ever said best in the league. But okay. anyway, Sean, a more a more what do you call it? A more proper comparison for Trayvon Diggs would be Marcus Peters. If anything, yes, I Marcus Peters. All right, and let's get into our crew member hot takes of the week. And I'm gonna throw it to you, TK. What's your hot take of the week? The Kansas City Chiefs are going to finish the season nine and eight. Yes. I said it. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to finish the season nine and eight. This is like, like, like I've been, like you guys have seen me say on the chat. Basically, it just comes down to this team just really not being the same team that it was. Um, I know some people think I'm, 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 I'm kind of reaching when I say this, but this is literally one of the worst, if not the worst, defense that I have literally ever seen in my life. I've been alive. I've been alive twenty four years. This is the worst defense I can honestly say I have ever seen, bro. Like, it's up there. But it's when really I bad. said that about Josh Allen torching him, I was just being a hater. Okay, continue, though. 
Okay. Um. Anyway, don't know how Josh Allen. Why is Josh Allen on your mind? You because are a fan. When I said that he, when I said that he torched the Chiefs' okay. terrible defense, I was a hater. Anyways. But now that you're saying that this is the worst defense you've seen, it's just funny to me. But continue, <sighs> TK. Anyways, Magatry. Anyways, Magatry. Like I was saying. Um, I am not. Yeah. This is. <laughs> this is. This is really just. It just really comes down to just. Just. Just isn't the same Chiefs team that we've seen the past couple of years. Um, a lot of teams have had this team's number. Like I said, like I said last week on last week's episode, um, there's a there's a handful of teams that I can name that I can see knocking off the Chiefs. Um, I think when you take that into consideration, also you got to take, you also got to look at the fact Patrick Mahomes. I understand that people still consider him the best quarterback in the league, but he does he has not looked the same either. He looks like it's still an elite quarterback, obviously, but he doesn't look like the Patrick Mahomes that we've gotten accustomed to seeing. Um. I, I I don't really know what's going on with the Chiefs right now, but um, yeah, this I I my hot take is going to be the Chiefs are going to go nine and eight this year. Um, they may miss the playoffs. I don't want to go that far, but I think they still make the playoffs with a wild card. But I think the defense is going to be the reason why they lose so many games. It's not going to necessarily be Patrick Mahomes in the offense. It's going to be that defense. Um, the 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 the, the offense is going to have to play catch up games sometimes because the defense aren't the, the defense isn't going to be able to stop anybody. The defense is going to be able to make stops. Um, they can't stop anything right now. So I think when you take that into consideration and the teams that are, like I said, a handful of teams that are better than the AFC, the AFC is also a lot stronger this year. Um, I don't know, man. The Chiefs just, I, I don't know, man. The Chiefs just, if, for Chiefs fans, I, I, I still think you make the playoffs, but I think it'll be a wild card. Like I said, you only win nine games this year. All right. And Tolu, what is your hot take of the week? Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, they're, they're, they're a mess. After losing Juju to season-ending injury. But I'm going to say something positive about the Steelers. Um, who's that Who's that wide receiver's name? Look at his name. Washington is or something? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is going to be a Pro Bowl wide receiver. And once he gets an actual quarterback, he's going to be a legit number one option. All right. And Trey, what is your hot take of the week? It's a glorious day to be a Boston fan. Very glorious day. We took down the almighty Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody gave us a chance to win that series at all. And we're headed to the ALCS. Don't know who we'll be playing yet. But my high take is, I said this months ago, probably around like when we first started doing the play uh, podcast, right before I left, kind of. Anyways, I said that the Red Sox will go on to the World Series. We are one playoff round away from achieving that goal. And I still think that the Red Sox will make it to the World Series and end up playing the San Francisco Giants. <sighs> My hot take, that's all I got, really. I don't have nothing else to say. It can't get no better than I'm still on cloud nine right now, enjoying my wins. Y'all can't relate. Sean. Tell Gianni when you see him, just tell him that the Yankees suck. Even though you don't watch baseball, tell him that the Yankees suck. Tell him your Yankees suck. TK, your Yankees suck. PT, you got to catch it straight too. Your Phillies suck. Everybody is underneath the Red Sox, baby. Best team in the whole MLB. Ain't no dispute in that. Let's go. Alex Cora, he was getting a lot of slander. He was getting a lot of slander. But Alex Cora, you stepped up. You showed up. PC, stop hating. That's all you know how to do is hate. 
Act Sean. Stop hating. What? Facts. Tedarius Tony hater. Uh, for my hot take. We can move on. Jaylen, I don't want to get too much off right now. Hater. Whatever, though. Hurts You're a hater. Bad. You are a hater. Sean is a hater. Everyone is a besides you hate me. Josh Allen. Josh Allen sucks. He's a fraud. Okay? TV, you shake your head like you just, you shake your head like you don't know any better. I'm talking about this with you, Trey. Next person. All right. PC, what's your hot take of the week? Judging by their performance this week, I think they got to a rocky start, but I'm sticking with my initial predictions for the AFC South winners. The hot take of this week is that the Indianapolis Colts do in fact win the AFC South. The Titans, they were able to be a Jaguars team that obviously is in disarray right now. Big whoop. You put 45 on the on the Jags. Night, like you still have a tough schedule for Tennessee. And what I'm seeing from Indy right now, hey, if they can play like this every week, I, I think they'll be set. I think they'll be straight. I think they could still win the division. So that's my hot take. Wentz is going to lead this Colts team to a division title. You just want that first-round pick. You don't care if they do good. Hey, I, I get the first-round pick if he plays more than 12 games regardless, so... Hater. Yes, you are. No, nah, I was talking to you. Nah, you were talking about yourself. Yeah, no, I was talking to you. All right, anyways, last but not least, Sean, what is your hot take of the week? As much as I would like to make my hot take about Kadarius Tony having the best game of all rookie wide receivers, despite PC and many others hating on him, my hot take of the week is that the Buffalo Bills are currently my Super Bowl favorites. I think with Josh Allen balling out, their receivers are super deep. They've got eight players on their defensive line to keep fresh. They're constantly rotating them, and that what is making their defense so good right now. Lamar just almost threw a pick. Sorry for that pause. Um, but yes, the Bills, their roster looks great. The offense looks great. The defense looks amazing. I think after this win against the Chiefs, they should be the Super Bowl favorites. All right, that concludes our hot takes of the week. Thank you guys so much for your hot takes. And with that, PC, would you like to get into your closing monologue for this episode? Sure, sure. Episode 43 in the books for WHS. I want to thank everyone coming out this week. Make sure you all follow our Twitter at WHS underscore podcast and our IG at WHS underscore podcast. Um, and to finish off this week, um, I wanted to touch on the John Gruden situation. So at the top of this episode, Sean broke the news that Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden is officially resigning as head coach for that team due to emails that have basically, <laughs> basically exposed him for a racist, uh, homophobe, uh, transpo head coach. Um, Ham Scheffner pretty much said himself, this man did a clean sweep on offending 
quite literally everybody in the room. I, John Kroon said that he is a man that prides himself on being, you know, a guy that is progressive and wants to end racism. He wants to, you know, be this guy that is very accepting. And these emails, they came out in 2011, you know, so it was a decade ago. But this was still during the time where Gruden was the Monday Night Football analyst. It literally, his lead partner was Mike Tirico, a black man. And you want to tell me that John Gruden, you know, this oh wow amazing, like, is this racist? Because I think if he was able to say those, all those things that he said um, 10 years ago, what would he be able to say now? Because, like, this, the, if you read the emails, like, some of the things that he just says are, are <laughs> completely wild, completely wild. You know, and, and maybe this was for the best that you just resign because on top of literally like the Raiders currently in a spiral, a downward word spiral at that with all this coming out about emails with Gruden. I'm sure John Gruden is not the only white head coach and or GM and or owner in the league that has said these things about his fellow colleagues, about his fellow peers. It's just so sad to see. It's really sad to see, actually. And I can only hope that he gets the proper help that he needs, because that that's really bad. <laughs> that's That's really bad. I don't know if y'all wanted to touch on the situation at all, but this this just looks really bad for Las Vegas. You know, and finally, when it looked like they had their all their pieces together to make a good run in the postseason this season, like it's like falling apart in the last two weeks. So I don't know if anyone had anything else to touch on or to say about the situation. Uh, real quick, I just want to say, you mentioned how Gruden had said that he was all about ending racism. Yeah, yeah, he ain't no Cody Rhodes. Far from it. So I want to say. Uh, <laughs> oh man, he ain't no Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and it's only Monday. It's been a wild Monday. It's been a draining Monday. But we're here. Have no fear. WHS is here. I mean for that to run. Um. Man cannot serve God in the military. That's all I got. Make sure y'all call your loved ones. Tell you love them. I'm out. All right. And before we end the show, I just wanted to say something. So first off, thank you guys so much for supporting and listening to the podcast. And second off, um, I wanted to give the fans a question. And I'm going to get Trey to post this on the socials later. But 
I thought it'd be a fun question. If for anyone that's seen Squid Game, which I'm sure you guys have, um, which one out of all of us do you think would win Squid Game? Hands down, me. I'm the only one here with military training. No, 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 no. Military training to win Squid Game? Whatever the hell that means. Trey would get I'm the only the one who has what it takes. I'm the only one who has what it no, takes. You don't, PK has no, never shot a gun. Tricking is not the Sean only qualification to win Squid Game. It's literally. I well, I never seen. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. So I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. How have you not seen it? I haven't seen it, but I heard people was on there dying. I gotta tune in. I haven't seen it either, but I definitely plan on watching it. I, I, Hermie, just, I don't know. I, I don't know what's up with you this week, Hermie. Trying to spoil stuff for us, but it's not good. I'm. I didn't spoil anything. Cap, how about some Titans? Hey, just real quick, PC. Yes. I got breaking news. This just in. Hermie has said she wishes she was the one twerking on Urban Meyer in the nightclub last week instead of whoever he was with. What? What? Hermie, have some shame. Have some shame, Hermie. Out of all people, you I can confirm this Meyer. is not true. You this can't is confirm fake news. that this is not true. Fake There's news? fake I don't know what out that there, is. people, and this is one of them. That's that. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh. Anyways, let's go ahead and end the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, supporting, and try to have a wonderful week. And with that, We Hate Sports is out.